Do we attend worship each Lord's Day expecting to be changed by the preaching of God's Word? Faithful preaching by faithful men? Or are we looking for something else? Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Westminster Larger Catechism, question and answer number 155, contains these words. The Spirit of God makes the reading, but especially the preaching of the Word, an effectual means of enlightening, convincing, and humbling sinners, of driving them out of themselves and drawing them to Christ, of conforming them to His image and subduing them to His will, of strengthening them against temptations and corruptions, of building them up in grace and establishing their hearts in holiness and comfort through faith unto salvation. Those words are an accurate and simple reflection of what is taught in Scripture. And the Apostle Paul taught these truths again and again, including in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. Hear now God's word, the true, good, and beautiful word of our gracious God. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, Not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, and the base things of the world and the despised God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, so that, just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. In this text, and continuing into chapter 2, we are clearly taught something that we often don't believe. The gospel, in particular, the preaching of it, is the power of God for those being saved. It's considered foolishness 
by those who are perishing, those who seek after signs, who want persuasive arguments based on human wisdom or oratory skill. But Yahweh has made foolish the wisdom of the world. The Apostle Paul did not seek to fulfill his ministry by desiring to be uh, extraordinary in his oratory skill or his philosophical reasoning. He fulfilled his ministry in reliance upon the omnipotent Holy Spirit working in and through him as he faithfully and boldly proclaimed the gospel message that was inspired by the third person of the Trinity. Paul understood and taught that no man should boast in anything before God. That's true of apostles, and that's true of all who are in Christ. It is by our triune God's doing that the gospel is powerful and that any are found in Christ. So why did I say that we often do not believe what is taught in this passage? Well, take some time and give serious consideration to a few questions. Do you truly expect to be changed by the preaching of God's Word? Do you believe that your pastor, if he lovingly, accurately, and boldly heralds the Word of God, is an instrument in our Redeemer's hands to sanctify you, to conform you more and more to His image, not the pastor's, Christ's? And if you're a minister of the Gospel, do you preach the Word in season and out of season? Do you believe in the power of the gospel, both to save and to sanctify? Preachers and parishioners alike, believe this text. Believe the whole tenor of Holy Scripture. Believe that preaching Christ crucified is both the power and wisdom of God. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.